I'm so happy when every, every time I get the chance to answer a question uh, to make someone take a step forward in their baking. I, I feel I have the gift here and, and uh, I'm give, when I'm giving it away I feel a sense of high purpose. That's what it's really all about. That's, that's what the bottom line why I'm doing this and why I'm putting so much energy in it. Uh, it's, it's just to, to have that sense of high purpose. This is the Sourdough Podcast, the show about the innovators, leaders, and creative trailblazers in the sourdough community and the stories behind the bread. On this episode, Daniel Larson, aka Dan Larn, joins me from his home in Falkenberg, Sweden. We talk about the inspiration that led him to start making sourdough just three short years ago and the role social media has played in his journey and in the resurgence of interest in sourdough in recent years. Dan shares his vision for his own bakery and for the future of sourdough and his mission to inspire more natural, beautiful, and sustainable bread. Also, remember, if you want to find out more about the podcast, hear previous episodes, or find links to my guests' websites, books, bakeries, and other projects, be sure to check out our website at thesourdoughpodcast.com. While you're there, visit the contact page and send me an email with your sourdough questions. I'll try to pick one or two questions per episode and submit them to our guest on air. Also, don't forget to follow along on Instagram and be sure to share your best loves with hashtag sourdoughpodcast or tag me and I'll repost my favorites. We need your support, so if you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Now, let's get to my interview with Daniel Larson. Good morning, good evening, wherever you're joining me from today. Joining me is baker, blogger, and soon-to-be bakery owner, Daniel Larson. And if you're like me or and you spend way too much time on Instagram, you've no doubt come across Dan's page. His baking is truly inspiring, uh, not only on account of how beautiful his bread is, uh, but also because of his passion for the craft and his desire to educate and share his knowledge with his growing audience of 46,000 followers uh, Dan is joining me tonight uh, from his home in Falkenberg, Sweden, where it is actually 9 o'clock in the morning. Uh, but Dan, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. I've been really looking forward to our conversation, Dan. Um, before uh, we kind of get into the, your sourdough and in your bakery, uh, do you think you might tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, my, my name is Daniel Larsson, as you say in Swedish. Uh, I'm 34 years old, and uh, my background is mainly, uh, I work as a manager uh, at uh, one of Sweden's largest telecom companies. It's my day job uh, within uh, logistics and distribution. Uh, but my great passion is baking. And bake a lot of sourdough loaves and uh, buns and pizza and everything really that has a dough in it. It all began when my son was um, like eight months or so and started eating bread. I was going to introduce him to bread, the world of bread. And I read the, the table of contents uh, 
on the on the bread uh, uh-huh. package, and I couldn't, I can't, I didn't know what what half of the <laughs> ingredients was. It was it's absolutely, I, I don't know what these these additives are. So I started to make him my my own bread, and uh, soon after, my sister gave me this sourdough starter. She was, she was really into it. And I was like, well, what was this sourdough story? What's, what's this? They should, you can bake bread with it. Can I bake bread with this? Uh, I've always been baking like cakes and uh, uh, regularly, uh, but never on the, on the bread side. It felt intimidating to start baking this, you know, um, big loaves. Uh, it, it felt like just the central part of every meal and i didn't want to yeah. you know, like spoil it so, so I, I went for the desserts mm-hmm. but the sourdough starter it became uh, it came on a, a whole another bread really uh, so with this insight and and watching my son eat this bread and i knew it was only like flour water salt and yeast uh, it became addictive not just watching him eat it, but make to make it and to to improve at every stage. Like changing one little thing led to another thing, and it was like that, that, that process of improvement that that really defines me as a person as well. I, I love working with processes. My my brain is like a like uh, um, if you were to look inside it, you see a lot of boxes and uh-huh. arrows. Yeah. <laughs> really. So, so that's the background for me as baking. Uh, I, I've lived in um, Falkenberg, a wonderful city and wonderful community, especially if you love food and baking and all the, there's a lot of pa- passionate people here and a lot of small arts and companies and producers. So I live there for like four years now. And uh, before that, I, I, I come from the northern part of Sweden called, in a city called Umeå. But I can talk a lot about myself, as you see. Yeah. You <laughs> questions well, well, that's what we're here for, Dan, to, to learn more about you. You mentioned um, where you're from, Sweden. Is, it, I don't know, is sourdough a, a thing in Sweden? Is there, you know, in, in, here in California, especially uh, the Bay Area, it's definitely a sort of this movement that's been going on. And from what I've been told, it's, it's come and gone in waves over the decades, but, you know, we kind of yeah. have this new wave of, of interest in sourdough. Is that also going on in Sweden? Well, it's, it's similar. It's gone in, in waves as well, like in 20 years waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it started to boom again, like two, three, four years ago. Uh, we have, but... Now the interest with, with the digitalization and uh, all the social media, I think it's a whole other thing than it was last time, like 15 years ago. Then there were some books and some experimental people uh, working with, with it. But now it's like, it's everywhere. You need to, it's, it's on, it could be everywhere uh, with the social media. Uh, so I think I really like the way it's developed and uh, you can see there's more and more small bakeries and uh, dealers that really can uh, realize the value with sourdough and the natural baking now compared with, let's say, 10, 15 years ago. So, so it's, it's you spread. Mentioned, 
you mentioned the kind of you know social media effect, and and I think from what I you know from what I've gleaned in the conversations I've had with other bakers and and people that have you know gotten into sourdough you know in the last two or three years, like you've said, it's you know versus you know the last movement you know last few decades. Uh, there certainly seems to be that seems to be like the unifying factor is that they've been able to connect with it in a in a new way. Uh, that maybe previous generations have. And I think, you know, uh, accounts like yours on Instagram definitely have played a big role in that, in accessibility and and being able to learn and uh, just be inspired from people. um, Absolutely. From the phone. Um, Did you travel around um, Northern Europe quite a bit or are you a homebody? Yeah, I'm more I'm more of a home a body. body. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just I'm just you know I really don't know again with like the bread the bread scene is you know like um, outside of of the U S. So it's one of my you know uh, main reasons I've been so interested to talk with you. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's an honor to be a guest, your first guest. I I think yeah. that's outside yeah. the states. And uh, that you see me as one of those uh, influencing forces on the social media. And uh, with this podcast, I think it's just to fill the void that's been out there, uh, just connecting the community, talking with people in the community on social media about the people on social media and the bread we're making. So thank you for for doing this, Mike. It's, uh, It's a really good thing. Yeah, I, I've been I'm having so much fun, and it, we, it was funny. I just I just read about uh, my last uh, podcast that I, I released uh, last night, actually, and how just you know people you know we've been talking and, and messaging and um, encouraging each other back and forth, um, you know, on Instagram, but we've never heard each other's voices, and so someone had just mm-hmm. mentioned that how good it is to hear you yeah. know, this person's voice, and so. Um, it's 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 really exciting for me to be able to to have these conversations with you guys. So um, yeah, let's let's go ahead and, and talk about about your sourdough journey and and how that that all began. Um, you know, I was reading on your 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 blog, your website. Um, it all kind of started in 2015, so only uh, what like three years ago. Yeah, it's kind of fresh. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned that it was on your one year paternal leave um, when your son was yeah. born and. And, uh, and I was just like, you know, first off, you know, I think everybody in the U S it would be, is amazed and, and jealous of how, how long you, you get <laughs> in Sweden to, to spend with your family. Um, I think I only had three weeks myself, not to mention, you know, the time you get to spend with your, your family and, and your new son, but obviously it also allowed you to kind of spend time in, in learning, um, and discovering this this new passion of sourdough, and uh, and secondly, I was just you know surprised that you've only been baking for for three years. That, that were, <laughs> I was kind of taken aback by that. But and so you say you you did have some experience with baking before, but it really wasn't sourdough. It, it was more of like desserts. Yeah, and... that's correct. But I, I, I it really struck me uh, just as I mentioned before the the process of baking is really uh, enticing to me. And uh, I've been doing it a lot during these three years, and I've been experimenting a lot and learning a lot. And uh, that's that's kind of who I am. 
And when I'm mindset on something, I do it like all the way. And it and it's um I leave nothing to chance. It's it's uh, it, it consumes my my interest full out. And so what I began, what what really, as I said, watching my son eat and uh, you know learning and changing a little bit and and seeing what happens, that's one thing. But what really took me to the next level was the the aesthetics, mm. Com- mm-hmm. combining these, you know, more scientific approach step-by-step approach with the, the aesthetics and uh, making a beautiful loaf that has its, its soul in it. Uh, not just, this is a, bread or lo- a loaf of bread, cut it, you eat it, but you can watch it. Like 50% of the experience is, is with your eyes, uh, in, in my opinion. And uh, that's what really took it to the next level. I was watching someone uh, doing some some bread scoring, you know, cutting the dough with a, a sharp object on Instagram. <laughs> and I was like, wow, this looks so nice. And the bread turned out so beautiful. So I think I, I'm going to try that. I'm going to try a little bit more design, not just the, the single slash in the middle that's, that the, the recipe book, the, the bread book told me to do. And like step 10, make some incisions on the first. <laughs> so I was like, wow, how do you do this? But then I saw this video. It was uh, the Swedish baker and uh, really activist within um, food and, and baking. Uh, when talking about the environment, his, his name's Sebastian Bode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, his bread scoring was like amazing. So that really inspired me to do, start doing it myself. So when when combining these things, the scientific approach with aesthetic approach, there was some that was something that wasn't really present, in my opinion, on Instagram for like three and a half years ago. It's all, and I I've I've found you know through our it's something we've I've come back to I think in the, these uh, podcasts these conversations I've had is that there you know there people that do come into sourdough that are are similarly minded you know that are very analytical and and want to break down the process into these different steps and 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 but there's always you know there's also people on the other side that are more interested in the aesthetics and the beauty and the artistic side of it um but yeah as, as we've mentioned before you know it's always a combination of those two and i think um yeah, and I think your your bread is is definitely um, an example of that uh, combination. And I think that was something that appealed a lot of people during that time. Now I can see more and more people doing really intricate and and beautiful designs. Super inspiring. I'm I'm just in awe of uh, there's a lot of uh, accounts out there that produces the most beautiful crusts and breads uh, so so it's, it feels really nice to be a part of it from the start you know, to start this this movement on the social media and to be a uh, I'm, I'm i'm trying to stay humble in it but no one was doing it so i i was feeling that void as well yeah i certainly i, I certainly think most people know you as you know the guy that does the the beautiful scoring you know and and uh that's certainly what I think draws so many people to to your work. Um, mm. 
Yeah, you you mentioned. I thought this was this was kind of funny actually. That you know, in your pod, in your uh, your blog, you say, you know, I'm driven by my personal development and finding the best practice. Um, you know, uh, applying that process to real or digital systems and digging into the natural and chemical uh, civilization enabling forces, i.e., bread. Um, but this mindset could be a total uh, recipe or a recipe for total success or utter destruction, you say. And mm-hmm. um, can you talk more about that? Because, you know, that approach can kind of be like a double edged sword. Like uh, you can certainly overanalyze sourdough uh, to death, can't you? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's um, there are so many variables involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to list them all here. <laughs> but there's, there's so many variables that we uh, overlook easily as well. It's like the quality of the flower, it's the quality of the water, it's the temperatures, it's the kneading methods, it's the mixing methods, it's the when do you do what, in what order. So you can absolutely go insane over trying to figure this out. And, and that's what I think causes many frustrations to, to beginners started to bake with sourdough and they, and they quit and they give up because there's just really too many variables and, and they don't know what, uh, what went wrong here. So you have to stay adamant. You have to, to, to just do one thing at a time. And, and, and I've re- come to realize like during this past year that it's really about not about making the perfect bread every time. Absolutely not. My perspective has changed totally on, on this part. It's it's nice when you do a, when you can produce a, an aesthetically looking great looking loaf with a great open crumb and everything. But if that happens one time out of ten, that's great. The rest of those times, like the nine times there's still a, a fantastic loaf you made. Hopefully it's from uh, organic, uh, locally sourced, and you're, you're, you're helping the community and you're helping um, the, the producers around you by purchasing this flour, making a loaf of bread out of it, just making what it's supposed to be. But when, when using social media these days, and I think it's a, it's a bigger problem just, just in, the, in the bread scenes, you start comparing. You start mm. comparing so much with other people. Yeah. And I don't think that's good for you in the end. If you want to make a loaf that looks just like the ones people have been baking for 20 years, you're, it's not going to happen. Maybe one time in 20, but you have to dig in there and just start practicing and and really appreciate every loaf you make, not just the ones that turn out to be in a sort of norm. Uh, so to me, nowadays, it's more important to make a, a loaf that's that's natural, that's sustainable, and that you can raise interest and a lust with it. It's also looking beautiful. So it's a, that, that distinction between total success and other destruction Absolutely, you have to, you have to, you, you can't really uh, you can't go too deep in comparing yourself with others trying to make it the perfect loaf 
every time because it's not really possible. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I think I said something about in my in my New Year's post about you know wishing everybody that they, you know wishing that they find or make their perfect loaf in the new year. And someone said, you know, well, there's no such thing as a perfect loaf. Obvious, you know, obviously, it's 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 more of an ideal, you know. And, and I think it's just it's that dry, it's that uh, ideal that people fall in love with about sourdough, and that keeps them uh, wanting to learn. And and yeah, no, you're never gonna get make your perfect loaf. I think you're gonna get closer and closer and closer, and then you're gonna find something that you uh, else you want to do, or you want to find. Um, or try something new, or try a different type of flour, and and so like like you're saying, you know, it, there, it's not there's not really uh, a perfect loaf out there, um, and there's so many other things that are uh, important to, to the process, um, and like you said, you know, uh, what kind of flour are you using? Are you um, supporting you know local businesses and and, and millers and, and growers and um, and I think this kind of brings us, I think, to your bakery and kind of what your 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 mission um, is mm-hmm. for that bakery. And uh, I know I, I love watching the process um, you've been making or the progress, I'm sorry, um, that you've make, been making on the bakery and just kind of seeing it come together. And uh, I know many people like me are watching from afar with anticipation and uh, so yeah, I just wanted to congratulate you first of all on that on that big step of uh, starting you. starting this bakery and um, but yeah, just I wanted to know like how long has this idea been floating around in your head uh, of starting your own bakery? Well, it's been it's been floating around ever since I started baking with sourdough and and uh, sharing the the goods with the people around me. There's to me, there's no more fulfilling uh, feeling than just seeing other people eat and and uh, uh, consume and love the, the the things that I've made with my hands. Yeah. So so that's some, something that's grown over the last years and that's something that I want to do full time in the future. Uh, but I don't really want to do, start an industry like producing seven days a, uh, a week, uh, 24 hours a day. But I want to make a small conceptual artisan bakery in the vicinity of my home so I can be more with my family as well. Uh, and the, the main mission is to, of it is to, to influence people to start making more natural, sustainable, and beautiful bread. And uh, this will be my base I will be selling like three, two, three, four times a week to the local community, and uh, but mainly experimenting and sharing my my uh, observations and sharing my my experiences with the global community to really yeah, inspire inspire people to to look at their bread making and see how can I make a difference. And not only how can I make a more beautiful bread, how can I make a, 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 a better bread, a, a back to the norms again, mm-hmm. but also how can my choices affect the impact of bread making on the planet? There's a really big industry. I mean, a, a lot of people have a relation to bread, like billions of people out there have a daily relation to some kind of bread. 
and uh, uh, the baker, the bakeries, the the restaurant owners, the home bakers. We all have a, a duty, in my opinion, to to start making to raise our voices and and uh, start making demands on on the flour industry and the distribution of it on the really the, the whole process chain to make more sustainable and more uh, to help our planet really in this way because there's so many you know all transports that are involved with the uh, with bread bread making in the chains before it and uh, how we're producing how we're using the ground how we're using the, the soil i think as long as there's loaves of bread on the shelves that costs t- uh, like 10 crowns in sweden like a dollar in in the us uh there's just very little of that dollar that goes back to the grower and to the and to the uh, and to the millers if there's a smaller uh, produce there's there's and and with that equation is a lot of it's really hard for the producers to start making good choices as well they have to keep costs down they have to uh, cut corners when it comes to the environment when it comes to sustainability in order to survive and i think there's a big growing middle class in the world right now Uh, and we have the possibility to start making more demands on this chain and pay a little more for every loaf so so it can be a sustainable uh, circle uh, economy are there uh grain growers in sweden that can supply these uh or local local grain growers in your area um that can supply these uh grains to to match this vision that you have or is that something that's not off the ground yet and you're gonna have to in my region absolutely i I say that 90 percent of the of the grains that i use when baking is is from this region around me so so it's yeah, nine percent. Uh, so, so it's the grain, the local grain economy here is, is good, and it's and it's it's going to grow even more, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and there's different parts of Sweden as well that's, that has a really good produce mm. of wheat and and uh, uh, so. But I I I, I have no um, illusion that is this is possible all over the world yeah uh, but if we can do it more mm-hmm. then it will definitely affect the, the future of our our, our planet uh, if we do it more to tomorrow than we do it today then it will be a, a step uh, towards a, a, a lessened effect and i think the next generation like when i look at my kids uh, Luva and alva four and eight months in their generation there will be a absolutely minimum it will be a, a, a there's, there's no question about it. They will want to work with the, the companies that can have a clear vision about the future of this planet. They will have a they will, they, they won't eat anything other than than what's uh, the, the minimal effect on the planet. They, they will have a, a totally different uh, values than our parents had or that, that we have today regarding the effect on the planet. So it will be a bigger, bigger, bigger question. 
and then we ha- we have to prepare ourselves for that. Yeah. And I think it's it's now that we have to start mm-hmm. making these demands. Yeah, and no, it's it's a beautiful vision for kind of what needs to be what you want to start, what needs to be implemented now. Um, I, I know in California, I, I don't think it would be even possible to have anywhere near 90% of your own grains grown, you know, used um, uh, that are local because there's just not that. It, it's it's growing uh, year by year and there's definitely growing interest, um, but certainly I don't think California even has, um, you know, there's stuff always going to be more money in like uh, almonds or um, high priced commodities that you can grow in yeah. California over wheat. Um, so we always have to, you know, bring our our wheat from other other states, other countries. Um, but it's definitely something that's growing now. And in like you said, if if that if that's something we want for our our kids in the future, then that kind of has to start with our generation and. That sounds like that's the, that vision for so, your. So, so back to the bake, back to the bakery. That's that will be uh, a, a a hub for me to mediate the knowledge yeah. about bread baking, mm-hmm. um, uh, and to make better choices with your bread baking. So I'll have uh, some. I sell two to four times a week, and I'll have workshops and courses in the bakery, and also. Uh, just, just practicing and learning more and yeah. sharing it with uh, all the followers and, and uh, online and really develop my blog a lot more, start re- uh, uh, posting a lot more articles and, uh, and uh, process, not just for the country bread, just looking at the rye and the baguette and everything, you know, and sharing it. And, uh, and start re- writing more in Swedish as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, can you tell us a little bit more about the space you have? Because from kind of what you're mm-hmm. telling me, your vision, it, it kind of reminds me of Don Guerra's bakery in Tucson, Arizona. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yeah. It's yeah. got this a small, you know, thousand square foot bakery, but he's he's doing all of those things. He's, you know, he's big on education and the local grain economy and, and and educating the people as they come into his bakery. Absolutely, yeah, I've listened to to Don as well and follow him, so he's he's an inspiration. Absolutely. Um, it's it's actually our old garage. Your your old uh, garage. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, where I rebuilt it now, and I'm I'm almost finishing up, and uh, just doing the prep work for the painting, or the walls right now. So it's it's nearly done. Uh, so that's that part of the of the our our house with the entrance and the washing area as well will be the combined bakery. So it's not big, but it will be big enough for one man, two man operation, yeah. and uh, it's it's going to be a really experience walking in there. This this, this not going to feel like a industry yeah. bakery. It's going to feel more like a home mm-hmm. where where you want to bake bread, where you want to be inspired, where you want to do your uh, do your best. So there's going to be like top of the line interior, uh, working with the uh, uh, you know, interior designers to really put the space like top notch. So all the videos produced there, all the all the photos taken would be like, wow, this I want, I want, I want this as well. I want to make these kind of bread. I want to to 
be a part of this concept. I want to be a part of these values. So it's it's uh, it's, it's it's a concept for what bread baking should be, it should look like. Yeah. And I don't say it's nothing wrong, right or wrong there, but you know, when you look at something, you know, inside, do I want this? Do I not want this? Can I share this values? Do I not share this values? So this will be a, a yeah, I'm, I'm getting all excited when I talk about it because it's, it's <laughs> it comes from my heart and it's, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's really my intention to, uh, to make this happen so yeah that's that's basically the idea the, the yeah. broad parts around the bakery well it sounds like this is clearly your passion and, and part of that passion is for you know education and, and it sounds like uh, that's it's part of your vision as well is just have you're going to be hosting uh, like video um, classes is that right or or yeah, recording yeah. classes and I want to record classes really professional and, and to work with work with professionals to to put uh, to make the absolutely best in, in instructional videos out there and start a platform for this online mm-hmm. either via the blog uh, or or a new I haven't decided yet but within a year I say I I'll put up the first uh, like video tutorials and. Uh, in this way, but I'll, I'll absolutely put them up on the Instagram and on the blog during this time as well, like teasers. Do you feel like that part of um, the job that you are aspiring to create, it, it, the, the educator part, does that come naturally to you? Because I think something that a lot of us uh, sourdough um people have in common is that you know if someone asks us a question about sourdough we could just go on and on and on and um you know be prepared for a long answer but uh does that is do you feel like uh educating being an educator is that something that you you do naturally or or inclined to do naturally yeah but i think every 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 community the purpose of every communication is the response it's supposed to get. So, when when you put out a post online or you you want to like, like communicate something, it's it's in the response. So I love getting the response, whether it's on on Instagram or on the blog or or live <laughs> in real life. So so through education, I can get a lot of response. Hmm. There's on what what I've learned and what I want to mediate, and also it's become more and more clear to me that I want to I want to find my gift, and I want to give it away. That's find the higher purpose of, of of me. Yeah. So just knowing that I have a natural gift for something, just give it away. That feels so good. I'm I'm so happy when every, every time I get the chance to answer a question uh, to make someone take a step forward in their baking. Yeah. What, and in other areas as well in life, of course. But I, I feel I have the gift here, and and uh, I'm giving, when I'm giving it away, I feel a sense of higher purpose. 
that's what it's really all about. That's that's actually what the bottom line why I'm doing this and why I'm putting so much energy in it. Uh, it's, it's just to to have that sense of higher purpose. Yeah, I, and I think that's something that like unifies our little community, our little sourdough community, is that everybody's just so encouraging and everybody is always so generous with their advice and um, their time and their you know, pointers that they're giving. And, um, and it's something I think that we all kind of have in common and gravitate towards um, and why we would gravitate, gravitate towards someone like you, Dan, who's, you know, really found that to be um, their calling. And, um, but yeah, yeah, that's something, you know, Oh, go ahead. It, it's uh, I, if I'm looking at myself right now, I, I like one tenth of the of the time that I want to give to this. And I, I, I like right now I have a thousand percent more educating and thousands percent more <laughs> uh, content making, and that's that's also back to the baker. That's what I what we'll have in the future. So I'm feeling I'm a little bit stuck right now. I just have so much I want to tell. Is that so because much. you're you you still have your day job, and is that something you're looking yeah, forward? To? Absolutely, it 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 it's, it's to ten hours a day. I love my day job as well, but in the future, um, that's I, that's the goal you're aspiring towards uh, full time. Absolutely. Um. We talked about the the sourdough community, and I always, I always, obviously, that's kind of the whole um, theme of this podcast. But if we could talk a little bit more about that, you know, what what role has Instagram played in that community of of bakers on Instagram in your sourdough journey from even back from the beginning? Yeah, as I said, I was very inspired in, in the beginning of a Swedish baker, Sebastian Boudet. Uh, and uh, that's what really made me use Instagram more. Um, but and I found a lot of people that were willing, as you said, to share their experiences and and uh, by inter um, by, by communicating, you start to make a lot of contacts and could ask questions and and uh, there's it's a really good intention in every contact online in the social media so apart from um, a lot of other social medias there's a lot of trolls and uh, (laughs) haters or whatever you want to call them there's extremely rare when it comes to the the sourdough bread making community i agree so so you can you can dare to be you can dare to be invasive (laughs) with your questions like how do you do this how does this work why do you do that uh, so it's it had an absolutely a big impact on me at the start. Uh, uh, but as I said, I think you have to use the social media with a bit of a cautionary caution, uh, uh, because it's, you can be so influenced, you can be too influenced mm. by your uh, by your stream, by the and visuals, with, uh, the visual. You know, like you have all kinds of bread, all kinds of styles of bread, all kinds of bakers. And, you know, if you want to find your thing, you need to look at what do I want to bake? What do I want to, to make? What do I want to create? How do I want my loaf to taste? How do I want it to look? How do I, how do, I do this? 
how how will I practice to be better at it? So if you start comparing yourself too much with the with the community, I don't, I don't think that's a thing. You can lose your uh, your core here. Yeah. So so I think it's a it's a absolutely fantastic thing with the interaction, but you have to also be cautionary. But that, that goes for every d- digital yeah platform. The same, the same temptation or the same uh, you know problems that anybody else could have. The sourdough community can have too with comparing comparing yourself to the other yeah. to the other bakers. But um, it's a it's a wonderful thing, and, and it's really boomed. Like when I said when I start baking, it was. I know you had a guest here, Maurizio. Mm-hmm. When I started baking, I had like 6,000 followers or something. It's like 6,000 <laughs> days. It's like crazy. And there was, he was the biggest, he was the biggest account when, uh-huh. within, when, when it came to bread making and sourdough baking. Yeah. So it's now we have a, a lot of people out there with, with many followers and, and uh, a lot of influential power. And I think the people that are most influential, at least in our community, are the ones that are uh, the most accessible. And I, I see that's something, you know, you and Mercy have in common is that I always see you guys interacting with with people and answering questions. And I'm sure you guys get tons of questions, but you guys, I always see you answering almost all of the questions that you get online. Like I said, the, the purpose of every communication is the response it's supposed to. It's, 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 uh, it aims to get really so we wouldn't be communicating if you didn't want to have a response <laughs> so so keep on responding I, I love the questions and i love love helping people and that, that makes me connect to my higher purpose so please keep on keep on posting and keep on answering questions like keep on question what's uh been the feedback um thus far from that uh, you've heard from the instagram community about your your bakery well, it's. Uh, I think it's. They look forward to it as much as I do, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, get a lot of encouragement to to keep on. And I think uh, as as I go along the journey and get more precise and more concrete in this, this is how it will look. This is what I will produce, and this was what will what I will share in the future. It will become even more, uh, hopefully, even more community feeling about it also online mm-hmm. that's the kind of my whole inspiration for this podcast is is just kind of keeping that dialogue going um and and making that dialogue even more accessible and and uh, making it possible for uh, people who uh, are out there and, and following uh people like you and and just being able to uh, connect them with your actual voice and hearing from you guys uh in person and and you know, I, I also get a lot of questions from from my audience um, for you guys, and um, mm. I thought maybe I'd I'd ask you a couple of those questions, um, if you don't mind. Um, this one's from Anna E. Cheney, and she actually this is a really good question, and she says, "How long did it take you to get uh, consistently good loaves?" She says, "I'm a, a noob, a noob, a newbie, a person just started, and I feel like mine are really good about." 50% of the time and not great the other half. Um, how would you re- respond to Anna? It's a great question. Um, I, I think, as I mentioned before, trying to achieve the perfect loaf <laughs> on what would be called the, the norms. Uh, is it a tartine 
style loaf or is it a, a you know the norm of how it should the look perce- perceived norm yeah yeah the perceived norm and um, if that's the 50 percent of the times you're looking for then i'd say well probably won't be able to do that unless you have very very controlled environments where you do this mm. but uh, i used to say that if i can do it one time out of 10 that's good if i can have two a successful loaf two times out of 10 that's 100 percent better <laughs> yeah. that's 100 percent better so that's like if you just practice and try to learn from every change that you make and look at all these variables and see how will it affect my dough how will how did the dough feel different when the variables change how how it will it rise differently when the variables change how will it bake differently when the variables change Mm. then maybe you can take it up to three times out of ten or maybe in your case six times out of Mm. ten and that's like 600 percent better than (laughs) (laughs) than one time out of ten so small steps at a time and really uh, you have to take your time to reflect Mm. on what, what 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 was the difference here uh, how did it affect my dough, and uh, how did it, uh, how, how did the outcome uh, in in reflection of these changes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not not really like a, a point in the journey that you're going to achieve, and it's because it's always going to the the bar is always going to be moving, you know, and your yeah, your speak. your ideal loaf is always going to be changing and. Um, but helping find helping people find consistency that that's that's really the goal of my work as well and uh, making it more and more consistent and those little changes that you can make uh, there there are there are those key insights i think that everyone needs to get in order to get these consistent results yeah i think that i think that's a better goal consistency over you know the perfect uh, exactly perfection yeah yeah uh, at what point this is more of my question at what at what point would you say that your baking really took off like uh at what point you know did would you say you know your your sister was it your sister that gave you the sourdough starter yes from that point on at what point do you would you say you know you're like wow i i just you know what what kind of took you to the next level um in your baking I would say it was, uh, I did a little series on Instagram where I, like, this is how I bake. And mm-hmm. it was maybe six months after I started using Instagram. And the response it it gave me from the community was so big and so strong. Like, wow, this is this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to do this more. And it's, it's a, they have a lot of questions and a lot of interaction. So that's when I really took off actually mm-hmm. to that's when i, I also my, myself I, I became more interested in reaching the consistency in the bread making uh, so started to share my thoughts well, yet again I, f- I found my gift and i started to share it that's when i uh, when it took off even more and my interest just grew even deeper mm-hmm. and probably that's you uh, know I have to go back to it again 
to me, it's more rewarding to learn from my own trials yeah. and my own experiences than just reading a recipe in a bread making book or a process uh, or just do it in this order. It's, it's not going to give you those deeper insights on, on what you're doing. You have to limit yourself uh, also to your own trials and your own experiences and it will in which we reward you even that much more. Yeah. Well, Dan, I, I want to let you get back to your morning and uh, your, your family, uh, but I want to let people know um, how, how can they support you in your mission, in your, your bakery and uh, your mission to educate and, and, and grow people's um, knowledge of, of healthy, sustainable, natural bread. Yeah, like I said before, I, I, I'm like in one tenth of the value that I'm going to create in the future. And so I've, I've started a bit of a donation campaign as mm -hmm. well on the, the GoFundMe platform. There's a link in my Instagram profile. Uh, you can, in totally good faith, if you want to support me in finding this mission, you can go in and make a small donation, make a big donation. You, you decide I love you nonetheless. And uh, it will be just, and I'm so happy for every donation I've gotten so far. And uh, it's, it really helps me in, in finding this mission and completing it. So thank you very much. In, in, uh, yeah, I, for, I've, for and I've seen it over and over again. I think uh, just that people really want to get involved and people really want to help, especially our community when other people are, you know, taking big steps to like, complete uh, a vision or a dream that they have and, um, and people have really rallied behind a lot of bakers in our community that have taken that that big step absolutely and, um, and then in besides your your GoFundMe page and in the baker how can people can connect to you other ways yeah via instagram of course mm -hmm. send me a dm if you if you want to ask me anything or or, or partner up with something it's uh, I, I value every contact that I get and, and uh, appreciate it a lot. So so just keep interacting with me and I'll interact back. Great. Well, Dan, I really appreciate your time. Uh, you taking the time uh, to speak with us this morning, and and uh, we're all just uh, rooting for you, and we look look forward to seeing your your bakery grow and and all the the great work that's going to come out of it, and um, we're just. Yeah, appreciate your 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 inspiration and, and your voice in our in our community, and uh, wish you all the best. Thank you, Mike. It's been a pleasure, real pleasure, speaking with you. So uh, maybe we can have another interview in one year, and we'll see what happens. This would be a totally different. Interview. I'd love to. That sounds like a great idea. Great. All right. Bye, Dan. Bye. I ain't insane. I have a clue. Ask what's gotten into you See, I haven't really been myself at all The girl is simply broken down my wall A little thing wearing Velcro strappy shoes Hair of gold, her eyes the color blue Lose my mind anytime she starts dancing around
spend all my daydreams thinking about you I love you honey, oh yes I do Ain't insane to have a clue People ask what's gotten into you See I haven't really been myself at all She's breaking down my Thank you.